Sorry, my name is Arek and I work with large companies and help them to bring speed of startups so they can actually innovate like startups. Why large companies find it hard to ship ideas to markets like startup do, startups do? Uh, let me give you today five reasons why it's so hard for large companies to innovate like startups and what large companies can do actually uh, to bring speed and flexibility and leanness of startups into the world. First reason I found working with corporates that makes it so hard for them to bring internal ideas to the market is board of directors support. If you want to really care about ideas, you need to find time on the highest level of the organizational structure and they support. Because otherwise it's so hard for people to believe that the idea will not be stuck somewhere and it will be just wasteless wasted time for anybody in a company. So the first issue the first challenge for large companies, for large companies, is to find support from from board of directors. What are the obstacles or circumstances that make it so hard? It's time. Most of the senior leadership members are busy flying around the world. Their schedules are so tight. They have a meetings bumper to bumper. Uh, they are familiar with five, 10, 15 minutes meetings. And that's how they like life look like. Uh, they don't have extra time. They also have families. They have private life. They have hobbies, and they want to have free weekends if they can afford that. So, these are the main obstacles, uh, which actually influence innovations a lot. So, um, this is something that makes it so miserable in large companies working on internal ideas. So that's the first way that doesn't help, that the first issue that doesn't help internal ideas to be shipped on the market with the speed of startups. The second one is why people should actually care. Uh, this is the question, large companies, senior leadership, middle management need to constantly ask, why me as an employee, I really want to care about finding ideas, working on them, spending extra time, even if you have that extra time in large company and you really can shut down the tasks you are uh, responsible for and work on something exciting. Why should I care? And there's of course a question on incentives. But that's the second reason that I found so boldly influential when it comes to stopping people from working on innovations. The question here is also why I should spend my private time and spend hours in office to figure out new ideas, to put them on the paper, to work with them, 
why should I care? That's the biggest thing. And not many companies actually, the corporates have a solution to that. But I'll be very happy to share that few ideas how you can tackle that issue today. The next thing, the third reason that stop, and this is one of the, which has a huge impact, is most of people in large companies, they cannot, they can't, they don't have access to customers. That access very often uh, doesn't exist or if you want to go to a customers and talk to them, you need to climb up so many levels, you need to fill up so many formalities that just, I don't want to do that. So it really goes to my internal motivation if I want to do it. And most of the people in large companies are not entrepreneurs. Some of them are. They will be stubborn, they will fight for that, and they will really try to make it to go to the customers and talk to them. But most of people in large companies, they don't do it because it's too hard, it's too complicated, and it's too risky. So I found that reason very often um, influencing people's minds. If I need to be successful with this idea, I need to go to customers and test it with them. But it's so hard to get the exposure, so I just don't care. So access to customers, it's absolutely critical if you want to experiment and test new ideas and give people a motivation that they can actually have that direct access. The fourth reason I found is people just don't have tools and they don't, they don't know how to use them. If you think about handbooks, manuals, there's a lot of things like that in large companies that protect large companies from taking unpredictable risks. You have law procedures, brand protection procedures, safety procedures, there is a lot of them. But not many companies has the manuals and handbooks how you should play with innovation. For instance, Lean Startup methodology is uh, something that is actually excellent for testing, launching, experimenting and pivoting new ideas. It's very popular among startups and it's slowly by steadily crawling into corporation world. But that's the process, that's the framework with a lot of documents, tools, and maybe not a lot of documents, but there are some documents in it, rules, tools. If you think about Lean Startup as your fitness program, when you can act, when you, let's say you have a fitness program and Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you should run for 25 miles and your BPM shouldn't be at a certain level, you have a diet to stick to that and Tuesday and Thursday you have to go to gym and do specific exercise. That's what is Lean Startup in business world. It has a set of rules you have to follow and that's the regime. If you keep to that, it will take you through the experimental journey. But you need to, do, you need to know how to do the exercise. And lack of the knowledge and tools 
is something like that. Not many people in large companies know how to play with business model canvas, with validation board. They don't know how to think about KPIs in innovations, how to use a get out of the building rule. That's what people don't know how to do, which stop them from innovating. The fifth reason I found very hard, I found uh, very popular and it stops people from taking uh, that effort and launching new ideas in large companies. I will not break the silos by myself. Which actually goes down to the support of board of directors. It's so hard to collaborate between different depart departments in large companies, especially when they are spread geographically. So if I am in a logistic department and I would love to learn from the sensors that my customers are having in the cars, I want to get that knowledge and I can come up with the product around it. Let's say I am a tire manufacturer and I would like to make that tire smart. So there are sensors that give me a lot of data, how the car is being driven, where it goes, how often it breaks, and that kind of things. So when, as a logistic manager, I get that data, uh, I, would I, I can come up with the product around it. But marketing department, pricing people, cost and management, uh, cost management people, they will, should be also involved from the very beginning because that's how I create the product. Product, it's features and business model. I need also a board of directors to help me to figure out how we can in the future uh, contribute to our growth. But if I am stuck in a, one department and there is no way I can create cross-functional teams, I will never go outside of that department. I might have an idea inside a department, but I will use that only for my near surrounding, like for my peers from work, from my department, for my boss, but will never influence with that idea the whole company. And that's the fifth way I found so popular in large companies in terms of why they cannot launch products with a speed of startups. How to change that? What could be a solution? How senior leaderships, senior leadership teams, how they can approach it. There are a few ways you can actually do it. When it comes to board of directors support and availability, there are a few easy tricks you can start doing. And remember, at the beginning it's hard so take it piece by piece. Let me give you an analogy. If you want to run every day and you think about running every weekday, it's so hard to do because your head is saying, there is no way I can get up early and go running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's hard. But if I say to myself, go out and run for five minutes on Monday, and Tuesday, that's my small victory. If you think about that, that's what startups do. They do chunk by chunk. It's called slice the elephant and eat it piece by piece. So if you think about that, uh, board of directors, 
they could book 10 minutes of FaceTime because they are traveling with a team. So it's going to be 50 minutes weekly for that kind of activities. But to use that time efficiently, make sure there is an agenda, for example, five minutes for pitching and five minutes for having an access from board of director, member, CEO, vice president for business development. So we can actually make that repeatable process. When you start doing FaceTimes, there will be a time when you schedule a meeting. Make sure people have tools so they, during that FaceTime, that can actually be prepared. And the great way is to give them a sample of one pager that actually startups are doing. One pager is a one pager that I can scan and quickly see what's going on. Make that FaceTime sessions with them. Make that video calls with them. Don't let traveling or being outside of the office harm the process. I found it so effective for three reasons. First one, you make that small chunk, which is easy to take. The second, you build a routine. The third, you teach people how they should prepare for that. And then it grows, meaning that after several FaceTimes, you will find that interesting idea and you will schedule a, board, uh, a meeting with the agenda when people will actually come and present to you more information. And that can be an agenda around the pitch deck, but about pitch decks, I will have another video because the topic is kind of vast and there's a lot of knowledge in that, how to teach team members and employees about what should be the preparation process for that kind of meeting. But think about the small thing you can do like FaceTime session, video calls, repeatable, structured with agenda. You can also do jam sessions. Every couple of weeks, you can invite people with that one pagers and just play with the ideas, give them feedback. That is something which can be fun. It's still repeatable. You can have a 20 minutes every month, which still will fit in your calendar, even after hours. But you teach people that you also have a deep interest in that. The second way that was stopping us from doing uh, innovations in large companies, the reason I mentioned was the motivation of, of uh, employees. How you can make sure that they see the incentives on the horizon. Make them CEOs of the successful idea. That's something which is so powerful. Imagine a person, there is a middle manager, he or she spent two, three, four, five, 15 years in your company. And suddenly they had the idea. You like the one pager, you support the idea, and you let them know and how they should test it with the customers, which is, a, uh, which is a referral to the point, access to customers I will be talking in a minute about. And please tell them that if the, successful, uh, the idea will be successfully launched, they become the CEO of the process, they become the CEO of the idea. 
doesn't have to be a CEO of the separated company, but let them know that you can make them end-to-end -end responsible person for that. It's a huge and powerful tool. Why? Because you naturally find entrepreneurs in your company, people they want to take responsibility and they want to work as owners. A lot of people in your company, maybe not a lot, but some of them might be thinking about getting out of this company, leaving your company, departing and starting their own startups. You will address their needs if you make them see or the process. Just think about this, how you can build it and what you can promise so you will transfer responsibilities for them. The second um, category of incentives are of course financial incentives. You can stick successfully launched idea to annual, um, annual results to uh, HR department uh, 360 um, uh, surveys and things like that. But make sure you clearly communicate that as a board member, as a senior leadership um, uh, team member to people that it's not going to be a waste of their time. Please remember many of those people, they have to wake, work after hours for you, spend their, your private, their private time in the office if they got involved in idea. They want to do it and they would like to have a feeling that you support that and there is something which is a promise from a senior leadership which makes that incentive real. And the third category is of course a promotion. But here is a tricky part. Launching ideas brings, should bring growth. Growth in startup world doesn't always mean revenue, cost cutting or regular KPIs that are well known in large combination words like margin, for example. Growth can be attraction, a set of users that they don't pay. It can be a problem solution. It can be an algorithm that is scalable and brings attention of external partners. That's also a growth. Netflix, when they launch House of Cards, the CEO in one of the TEDx interviews, he said launching House of Cards was not about only getting money out of that. That was the connection between House of Cards and Netflix, which propagate our Netflix brand that makes people to subscribe to Netflix at the huge scale. That's a growth which doesn't always mean revenue, cost, margin. So if you want to motivate people, you need to understand what is the growth they can bring to you and if you care about that growth. If so, please promote them. But don't use a classical measures uh, in that process. Next thing is being a, having an access to customers, which I found one of the most important reasons uh, why a large companies do not innovate. And this is kind of a hard exercise. 
why large companies they make it harder um, in terms of having an access to customers and consumers because they want to protect themselves from making kind of crazy moves uh, not appropriate moves not appropriate uh, uh, experiments with customers so companies trying to control that and this is okay startups they also control access to uh, their um, clientele not everybody can get that access but make sure that you can actually have that access granted in a simple way let me give you an idea twitter they use one percent philosophy one percent of customers are always open for running trials with twitter how twitter did that they actually ask randomly people for a permission to send them features to test in that case you have a pool of customers that are always open for uh, innovation innovation and experiments most of them are early adopters which we know from books and that's what you need find early adopters as a customer uh, sax, uh, customer success manager as a vice president of business development as the vice president of partnership as a business development general manager find pool of customers that are early adopters and subscribe them to a special program you can call it one percent philosophy and they will be always open for experimenting why because you need to also offer them incentive and the incentive can be early access to the data so they can also learn what kind of information people gave you while testing this feature subscribe them to the program and promise them discounts you need to also bring the procurement department which naturally uh, break the silos and they probably should come up with other incentives in terms of negotiation contracts with customers or partners make that one percent philosophy incentive based i'm sure you can find a lot of different information in your pnl that can actually attract customers to do that one of them is be participating in your r d effort most of the customers they want to contribute they want to help you can involve them in r d and ask them for the feedback that's also one percent philosophy um, um, approach so create tested and break it groups with your partners and customers on a regular basis in your conference room creating a business and professional atmosphere invite your customers offering them incentives one of the incentives you can offer them is for instance their feedback will be implemented in the product if that feature um, uh, that feature matters to them so the incentive is having an impact on the large company uh, R&D process. If you invite them, they will be happy to share their feedback. If you invite board of directors to that meeting, it gives a lot of authority to that meetings. That's another incentive, which is 
important to them. They have an access to people that manage the company and make a session, taste it and break it. Meaning show them the concepts of new products. Of course, you need to sign NDAs and other documents to protect you. But believe me, everybody will understand that. And taste it and break it session is about why this product will fail question not what you like what what you don't like what cannot happen as we want what is the risk as part of that that's test and break it make sure that middle management and the lower structures of your organization structure can fire up meetings like that provide them with those documentation and check boxes they have to make sure they are done before the meeting is fired up and always make that meeting with the board a senior leadership member that will give the authority but still you will look after customers so access to customers can be granted make it easy make it flexible let people run all online surveys like twitter did let people experiment with customers build a clientele group that is early adopters. You can easily do it. And then you can help people to test their ideas. If you merge that knowledge with incentive program, you have a perfect match. People will run tests on the market to convince you as a board member that this idea works. If it doesn't work on the market, they will show you the concepts, how to change the, the features of the, of the products or the service. The last is silos breaking. Silos is for protecting departments, making boundaries in PL, and making the structure clear. But there is one pretty simple thing which you can chunk by chunk start to evangelize about. It's Scrum and Lean Startup. Scrum is a methodology which use sprints. Sprints are two weeks work chunks in terms of tasks and budgeting. So you plan your work for next two weeks and then you also plan the budget for that. After those two weeks, you plan another two weeks. That makes you learning constantly because the takeaways from first two weeks are the input for the next two weeks. Why it's so important? Because Scrum needs to tackle different issues in those two weeks brackets. So for example, if you are working on a mobile app, you need to make sure that the interface is properly designed and that's let's say UX team job. You need to make sure that the servers are in the place you need to make sure that you know how to market the app when it's released. You need to talk to people about on which platform you are going to release the app, which makes the exercise cross-team functional. So if you fire up Scrum culture, it will naturally start breaking the silos scratch by scratch, change by change, still using a small chunk steps. 
Nobody wants to know that he or she needs to get up every day to run for five days a week. But if I know that I can get up on Monday, Tuesday for five minutes, it's easier for my brain to motivate me. The same with Scrum. Let's do a first sprint, let's play with it and see the outcome and then design the next sprint. Scrum naturally breaks silences in the large companies. It doesn't happen quickly. It influences budgeting. Instead of quarter budgets, you have two weeks budgets, but the two week budgets can be for the first sprint, it can be $10,000 for the second might be 2000 or 20 because the takeaway from first uh, sprint influence the next one. So there's a lot of alignment in the process, which requires making decision and people making decision. They need a specialist input. That's why they dragging people from other departments to work with them. Lean startup is also about changing the structure. If you have a lean startup in a place that always bringing customer to the equation and internal teams, break silos from the very beginning, because there is no way you can, you can um, innovate without the customer feedback. If we are talking about speed of startups and the ability to launch uh, market fit products. So that's naturally drags customers into the process and bringing customers requires law department collaboration, customer successful department and people, customer service, logistics, and many other departments. If you start evangelizing lean startup and scrum, you will start a journey towards silos breaking culture which brings a lot of ideas to the board of directors for experimenting and actually run and conduct experiments. I also mentioned people don't have tools for experimenting innovation. Startups has a lot of them. Business model canvas, uh, validation boards, as I mentioned, are one of them. Make sure that in Scrum in, in Lean Startup, people play with it. Lean Startup requires them. There is no Lean Startup process without BMC and uh, validation board. Let people play. How you can do it? Let's say you take HR departments, because playing internally is always easier at the beginning, and let's say IT departments. Two departments. Instead of bringing new feature to HR system, just simply releasing it and install it, run Lean Startup process. Lean Startup process requires, for example, checking your assumptions. We assume HR needs a plugin for LinkedIn, so we ship it. Uh -uh. Lean Startup say, okay, if you assume, go to a customer, get out of your office and test it. Make sure people have incentive to think that way and you will see a lot of experiments and a lot of break actions toward innovations. Wrapping it up, there are five, ma uh, five main obstacles I can see um, in a large company's world that stop them from being innovative as startups and stop them from being 
as fast as startups are. First was board of directors support and access. The second thing is having an access to customers. The third thing is having a tools and everything what is needed to practice Lean Startup and Scrum. Uh, the fourth thing is um, incentives, clear incentives. The fifth is breaking silence. 